Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live a couple of places on the internet. We're live over here on Crowdcast. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. Maybe you're listening later on Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Wherever you're listening or watching, it's all good. Except for the fact that it's not good because we're having some weird tick issues tonight. So who knows what this podcast is going to sound like? Probably amazing, right? Uh, yeah. Or do, are you sure we should maybe we <laughs> just relaunch this whole thing and see what happens? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We could do that, but we're not going to. We're going to keep plowing ahead and keep are going. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Justin, Justin, you're coming yeah. to us from Malibu. You got to catch a plane. You're jet setting out of here. We don't have time. To muck That's around true. with this sort of I thing. I do have to catch a plane, and it's a long drive from Malibu to LAX. I'm out on California time. That's why I've got this beautiful little like sun coming through. I got a hammock outside my hotel room. Oh, all right. Oh, Hollywood, the highway? Hollywood the Justin. Highway. Yeah, you know, big time Hollywood people stay on a, a motel, hipster motel on the highway. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool, Justin. Uh, and dream. we have a couple of <laughs> cool guests for you. So we are going to bring in the first one now. He is the co-creator of... There we go. Hold on. Uh, he is the co-creator of Social Studies. Adam Gagnon, hello. How are you? Hey, hey. <laughs> Doing good. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, so your other Mike Veriglio couldn't be here tonight not to talk about him while he's not here uh, because <laughs> he's on the Seattle SWAT team, right? Yeah, he's got a pretty intense job, and uh, the time is kind of washed. If he gets a call out, he's got to go. So I know we planned uh, this way in advance, and it was supposed to be his day off, but he had a thing to do, so he's doing it. Yeah, so not to be uh, stereotypical or anything like that, but social studies, read through the book, it's great. You have, I believe, nine issues are online now, is that correct? Uh, I think it's ten and two more coming. Ten. We got a little backlog with the whole paper shortage thing, so our printing got out a lot of order, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, but Funny it stuff. is a very fun high school comedy. Not necessarily what you expect. I, I don't know your background, but not necessarily what you expect from a guy who's on the SWAT team. Uh, <laughs> how did you guys get together to work on this? Where did this project start? Uh, we actually met when we were going into ninth grade in 1999. And we used to just kind of draw these yes. things in like composition notebooks and pass them to each other between classes. And it was just a thing that we never stopped doing. And, you know, pre-social media and all that, Mike and his family ended up moving to Europe for a while where he did some of high school. And then he finished his high school in the South and I'm here in upstate New York. But somehow, even without social media, we stayed in touch and we never really stopped using these characters and then a few years ago, I was at this horrible dead-end job, bored out of my mind, and the only thing I could really do was use Microsoft Word. So I started writing actual scripts instead of us just making jokes with big pens and composition notebooks. And I sent oh. it to him, and I said, you want to give this a real shot? And he was on board, so. That's wow. awesome. Now, let me ask you, um, where in upstate New York are you? Because we got two upstate New York bona fides here on this podcast. Uh, near Albany, between Albany and Saratoga. Awesome. I'm from nice. near Syracuse. Pete's from Garbage Plate. Um, uh, the Ra Cha Cha. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm more central than up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's fine. To everyone, to Alex, who grew up, I believe, on the Statue of Liberty, anything's upstate. Yes, right. Okay. Anything north of White Plains, you're upstate. <laughs> yeah. That torch gets very hot in the summertime. Uh, I hear you, dude. But man, that's why you sort of, you are America, Alex. Hey, thanks, man. Well, let's uh, getting back to this book for a second. So you guys came together, you created this book. Um, talk about the general pitch of it. I know I mentioned a little bit about it, but what is your elevator pitch for the book? Uh, the elevator pitch is basically it's a group of friends navigating the perils of high school. And we like to focus on when you were in high school, things were either the best thing to ever happened to you or the worst. And everything was either going to be the rest of your life or your life was over. So we try to play into that and have fun with it. And all the crazy things that go on that, of course, as adults looking back, we're not so crazy or not that big of a deal. But to them in the moment, it's everything. And they just kind of have each other to keep coming back to and to lean on. Now, I see in the sort of the um, intro in the book um, that this is semi-autobiographical. Some of it is. Yeah. Can you tell us which parts from the book are straight out of real life and which parts are wild fiction straight out of real life <laughs> a lot of that we like to leave vague on purpose um partially uh, so we don't get in trouble legally, retroactively and yeah, you know just you some of the parts you would think are fake or not and some of the parts you would think are real or not <laughs> it's a little bit different but one thing that i do like to point out is the way that uh, our two of our main characters meet in earth science class drawing pictures of space marines from starcraft was to a t how mike and i met wow nice well, you also said that it is a little embarrassing in certain ways to revisit your high school years. Um, how do you push on that? Like emotionally, how do you sort of dig into that? And do you push each other back and forth? Is it just shared memories? Or have you two grown as friends over the course of making this? Oh, sweet. It's a good question. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of all of it, actually. Uh, we kind of started with just, you remember when this happened? We could use that. Oh, that was a funny thing. We could throw that in there. And the more we do it, the more we try to, like, objectively look at our 14 to 18-year-old selves and, like, oh, I was doing this thinking it was cool or doing it for this reason, but really it was this other thing. So we're trying to, like, kind of give an honest look at our high school selves because we feel like it's – those things are pretty universal to a lot of people in high school. Yeah, You were trying to figure out who you were and what made you tick and – 
I, I'm selling this like it's a super serious thing. It's not at all, but <laughs> that's kind of like the psychology behind it. What is when, the? When you, oh, go ahead, Justin. When you were talking about the book, where there's, it was like, remember that time when this happened, and um, and you were like, that never happened. You're all like, I feel like <laughs> when you're drawing from memory, it's so hard to uh, separate the in, the personal fact from fiction. The the fun thing there is, it's more like he'll say, "Do you remember when this happened?" and the floodgates open. But then we have to talk to the other people that we knew since then, because we have a big group of friends that we've known almost as long as we've known each other. And you kind of get 10 different versions of it. And then you write it to our characters and it becomes its own version. But it's, it's kind of like that memory being dishonest thing almost plays itself off better in a way. Mm, Well, what has their reaction been to the other folks in your high school group? A, A lot of them have been really supportive and really like it, which is cool. And I think one thing we did that keeps us a little bit safer is the characters are not like, oh, that character's me, that character's Mike, that character's, you know, another friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Len character is kind of like the insecure parts of us. Turner's more the guy we wanted to be. Yeah. He always has the best one-liner. He's always the smartest guy in the room. He's always coming up with jokes. And then Roy yeah, is just I gotcha. a ball of anger. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all our different emotions cut up into different characters. That's so smart. I love that because it... It protects you, but it also lets you like use the the real stories as just fodder and get wild with that. Exactly. So you, you yeah. Play play off the the new characters. That's really smart. And because we've been having these characters in our head for so long, even before we started having these issues actually come out, we can think of a story that happened or something that happened and say, "Oh, that's definitely Turner." Oh, we got to give that one to Vicky. Cool. Cool. Uh, can you talk about marketing this a little bit? Because obviously you have your own website. It's all available there. I do think that's a little different from what a lot of folks are doing in terms of Kickstarter or other crowdfunding platforms. Um, why go this route? Uh, marketing is really something we are terrible at. <laughs> I'll just come right out and say it. Um, we wanted to start off not on our own as like a point of pride, but we thought Kickstarter was something where you had to bring at least a chunk of your own audience. And we needed to build an audience to bring. Uh, I'm a web designer by day. That's my day job. So that was a no-brainer to set up a website. That was easy. Uh, we have most of the issues on Comixology, and now we're adding them to Global Comics also. But we've actually kind of taken a step back. I mean, we're still producing the book, but we're not releasing them as fast as we were. So we could try to figure out a marketing plan. Oh, nice. That's cool. Smart. Uh, well, what now, have you learned then? Oh, go ahead, Justin. Sorry, just a really important question. You say you're a web designer, but how do you rip yourself away from the arcade machine that you have in the background <laughs> yeah, of your exactly. uh, video screen here? Uh, luckily, I'm terrible at it, so I give myself three losses and I get back to work. <laughs> wow, that is the most responsible thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you have your own arcade. For those of you listening, is that Marvel versus Street Fighter? Uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2, yeah. Arcade yeah. 1-Up just came out with it. Nice. That arcade is impressive. I've got to get one of those. Uh what have you learned over the course of making 12 issues? What do you think has improved in terms of your working relationship, in terms of producing the comic book? Uh, improved is the writing process. Uh, generally, the writing process is we'll call each other. I'm walking my dogs. He's going for whatever it is. We're not like sitting at our desks and we just start spitballing. We come up with some general premises, always an A story and a B story, just like a sitcom. And if one is kind of getting more in the serious realm, we try to balance it by making the the other story be even more ridiculous. Hmm. And then 
it used to be I would write like 40 pages for a 20 page draft, trim the fat, rewrite it, trim the fat, rewrite it. <laughs> and now we come up with it, we get an outline and I can have a draft that's pretty close to what we end up drawing in like 10 days. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's wow. Awesome. We've gotten a lot faster at that. And if people want to check out the book, they should go to, I assume, socialstudiescomic.com. Is that the best place to pick up issues and check them that out? That would be the best place. Yeah, if you do have Comixology, we have, I believe it's at least eight or nine issues on there. Uh, Global Comics, just a couple right now, but I've been working on that at night. And we're just going to keep spreading it out. We have two ready to go to the printer, so more stuff coming. But yeah, socialstudiescomic.com would be the best. Awesome. Awesome. Adam, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on the project. This is so cool yeah, that you guys so are doing cool. it. And uh, thank you. Thank I you hope, guys for having uh, us. I hope Mike. Hey, I hope Mike catches that guy. Is that what he's doing? I don't know yeah. what he's doing, but yeah, hopefully whatever right. he's doing, he comes home all right. And <laughs> better than we don't know. I say. I say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Adam. Have a good night. Thank Thanks, you. Adam. All right, there we go. Once again, you can check out Social Studies at socialstudiescomic.com. Um, Should all we slip into our school memories at all in the next couple? Ooh, sure, real quick. Uh, worst high school memory, Pete, you go first, then you, Justin, and then we might run out of time, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, I think Justin seems like he has some stuff queued up. Uh, I, it's going to take me a little bit more drinking to be able to go back to that place. No bad memories. Um, I mean, well, my prom date left left with another guy who was wearing a tuxedo t-shirt who showed up late. uh, Oh, wow. That's where it started. That's when you're like, showing up late is cool. I'll always be late. (laughs) I was on time. That was the wrong choice. (laughs) That's how you get the girl, man. And it's Uh, never me wrong. Never me wrong. Oh, why, why prom day? Why you ruined all of our lives? Mostly yeah. yours, but sure. Uh, <laughs> that's so weird. I was just going to say because at my prom I saw a nut that was flexing, and that's where nut flexing came. Oh, so wow, wow! It all yeah. goes back there. There's more to that story, uh, yeah. Pete. Oh God, I don't want to uh, relive any of that. Uh, God, I don't know. You I don't it. have to relive it. You just have to tell us in the, uh, intense detail about. It. Yeah, yeah. I just um, there's a there's a lot of horrible, horrible stories. I mean, I used to get beat up uh, for reading comic books, shoved into lockers, swirlies, all sorts of things. It was a more of an old school time uh, uh, when I was growing up. But I guess that shows how old I am. Uh, what about what about your friends like John John the Skateboard Man or Pogo's Day <laughs> or, Dan, or Dance Dance Revolution or whatever uh, nicknames you had? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was more of the positive stuff. But you're trying to think of the worst stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, those were back in the days. The Funky Chick Chicken, Doctor Smooth, you know, uh, Little Dog Esperanto. I mean, there was a lot of different uh, Captain Eatery. I mean, a lot of different fun fun times. You know what I mean? I love how the nonsense you said is real and the nonsense i said is made up yep but equally <laughs> nonsensical. i don't know about that one of them's actual people and one other another one is just made up things uh, all right well i'll tell you what why don't we bring our next guest into the stream here he is the creator of the book villains seeking hero which is currently on zest world and i'm gonna make this work here we go all right <laughs> at any time here all right uh lewis southard there we go hello hey, how are you all right welcome wait there we go hold on nice user. there we oh, go wait. 
No, wait. There, there we go. We did it. I did it. Awesome. Yay. Lewis, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for being here uh, uh, on the show. Uh, again, for because responding I... to my email. That's I love emails. Thank you. They're thank one of the you best things. Guys. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, uh, the thanking doesn't stop there because so uh, we have a professional chef we work with who comes to the shows. His name is Brett Macris, a.k.a. Straight Bullet. Uh, and every week he curates a drink or designs a drink specifically for the show. And sometimes he bases it on the guests a little bit. Uh, and there was a story of yours that he was particularly inspired by uh, that is not villain seeking hero. Uh, but he did create this cocktail called the Strawberry Penny based on terrifying tales to keep to yourself. Um, It is made with muddled strawberries, whiskey, vermouth, lemon juice, Campari, maraschino liquor, and simple syrup. It tastes like alcoholic strawberry lemonade, and it is absolutely delicious. I'm going to make that myself. That is so cool. That that is awesome. No, I love that. Unofficially, <clears throat> I'm here as a Zestrold uh, representative, I suppose. So, yeah. um, I, I suppose if you want me to talk about uh, terrifying tales, I could do that as well, because that's the other series I have running on Zestrold. But if you want to strictly stick to villain seeking hero, that's fine. But with, well, with tell this... us it's fine. Uh, we can hit both of them. We got time. Uh, we tell got us time. about terrifying tales, the thing that inspired this cocktail. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. I decided that I wanted to make an original graphic novel, which was a collection of horror stories that weren't really horror stories. Some of them were, kind of. It depends on your version of horrifying. and Like Justin's prom date. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, that's a a good contender. Uh, So I made five of what I thought were some some Cracker Jack awesome stories. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to pitch them. To some publishers and they're gonna love them this is gonna be great <laughs> and then everyone's like oh anthologies they're not in right now sorry pal and i'm like oh okay so uh i got the zest world thing and that was the first thing that i put up uh so with terrifying tales uh it's only a collection of five that includes Penny and the Mechanical Mr. Strawberry, which is, of course, inspiration. Inspiration. There is How to Seduce Commuting Women on the Train. Uh, there <laughs> is The Mouse in the House. And, oh, what are the other two? Um, oh, geez, I can't, I can't remember. It's been so Sorry, long. you're on the spot. You've had several yeah. strawberry pennies today. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. big deal. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Villain Seeking Hero. And wow. actually, actually, just to take a step back from that for a second, we've had a couple of folks from Zest World on here, but can you give as a representative a rundown of the platform for anybody who, yeah. I don't know why they would have, but uh, didn't listen to the previous podcasts? Oh, that's all right. Nice. Uh, so Zest World is sort of like a brand new webcomic service. Uh, basically, they want people to... I, I, you have to apply and, you know, you basically give them an idea as to who you are, what you have, and like, you know, what you can give to people in terms because some people do like paid subscription services. Mm-hmm. So you can do like a newsletter or you your uh, comic series. Uh, but alternatively, you can just do that all for free. Um, depending on what you're offering, I know some artists working on the website do personalized commissions for people. 
Um, mm. And it's all dependent on what you do as a creative, and uh, it can be a total personalized experience. So um, for me personally, when I uh, got approved and became a member of the of the Zest World team, uh, <laughs> I uh, I just put basically um, not a I guess I guess a back catalog of my library because uh, you guys probably don't know this, but Villain Seeking Hero has a very uh, infamous uh, tragic backstory. So Zest Ooh. World is sort of its new home and it's kind of like it's it's have had a new uh, i can't even say it's had a second life because i can't even say it had a first life so it had it's uh it's you, there and not, it's not to push you on the spot but yeah okay everybody loves a tragic origin yeah, let's go oh, for it it all believe it or not it all starts in 2018 in paris france <laughs> uh, oh. swear to god uh a a young lewis southern uh is attending university and decides he's too good for it. He doesn't need no fancy education. He's got a passion. He's got a passion for comics, and he's like, he's gonna pursue it. So he, uh, I moved from Paris, France, to New York, uh, New York City, and I'm like, okay, let's go for nice. it. Starving artist time. And I, I've been a huge fan of comics for most of my life. So. Uh, I, but I can't say I knew much about the comics industry. So I, I very much stumbled my way in. And especially, it's very telling that I didn't know much with my original goal being like, oh, my first thing ever is going to be an ongoing, independent superhero book. Clearly the thing every publisher wants from a nobody <laughs> they've never heard of. Uh, so so uh, I, But funnily enough, uh, we started making the book, and it got picked up by Action Lab Entertainment. And if you guys yes. know about that, uh, that company is, I could say that now because they basically don't exist, very unprofessional. Mm-hmm. It would take maybe like a month to get a response to your email. Even when you're working at the company, they won't talk to you. And like after maybe two years, yeah, two years of just talking to them and you know, like getting it rolling, they're like, okay. Your book's coming out. This is like, let's say December 2019. It's like, don't worry. Your book's coming out uh, April of 2020. There no, no. Be, there won't be Nothing. any. Hic- <laughs> we got the plan. There's not going to be any hiccups along the way. And I don't know if you guys know this, but 2020 was a bit of a rough year for everyone. Hmm. Uh, uh, what yeah, what happened? Now. Yeah. What, what, uh, I, I, everyone everyone uh, just went on vacation. From what I was told. So, but uh, seriously, uh, of course, the month my book was supposed to come out was the month the entire industry shut down. Mm. So my my first foray into the world of comic books was basically obliterated off the face of the earth before we even had a shot. But cut two more years later, and now Mm. things are getting better. And now we live in a world, a zest world, if you will, where (laughs) Ah! anything is possible. And now I was choked on my beer trying to say that. (laughs) Gotcha. I gotcha. Beat you You to it. You got me. Anything is possible. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I'm very happy. Like, it's finally finally had its time. It's it's having its time in the sun. So I couldn't be more thankful to Zest World and just for having that sort of opportunity. 
It's well, really I, I will say, having checked out your book on Zestworld, and I know this is a very basic thing, but I saw there's a little button there that's like, read the first issue for free. And I was like, oh, okay, great. I'll click on that, read the first issue. And then it kept scrolling and it immediately went to the second issue. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a second issue here. And it just keeps going. There's so many issues. I'm saying this is like, for anybody who wants to check it out, you can read a whole ton of really great, very fun comics for absolute free on there. And it it's a great reading experience, which yeah. I don't think you can really say from a lot of platforms. Uh, but let's talk about the specific content. Do you want to give the pitch for the book? I mean, it's right there on the title, but there's a little more to it. Okay. Uh, I can't even call it like an elevator pitch. It's more of like a, a staircase pitch. It's just like a... Yeah. Uh, Ooh, old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no, it's just very long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah. Because you take your time going up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, so it's set in a world where being a hero and being a villain is very bureaucratic. You know, there's so there's one organization that's basically in charge of all the supervillains. And our protagonist is a villain called a middle aged villain named Master Molecule. He's a veteran. He's been around the block. And uh, but he's encountering a bit of a professional downward spiral. And so as such, his boss uh, is like, okay, you can't be a solo villain anymore. We're going to put you as the leader of a team. And his team is called the, the Frightening Five. There's only two other members, so team of three. And uh, <laughs> he didn't choose the name. Uh, and uh, his teammates are the uber-powerful, but uh, let's say not all there, Spirit King. And then the the mute force majeure, um, what do I, uh, the muscle man of mystery, Nightman. So it's the three of them trying to uh, bounce around their little comics universe, uh, trying to survive against heroes and rival villains alike. One of the things that I particularly liked about this book is that you didn't really use analogs. And what I mean by that is I feel like people, yeah. when they're launching a new superhero universe, they often have like, uh, it's not Batman, but it's like Catman. And it's, you know, it's not Superman, but it's like oh. Ultraman or whatever. But oh, you have so these, smart. yeah, you have these characters that are very different and don't feel like anything else. What was involved in that? Was there a temptation to go down that route of using those sort of one-to-ones and you went to another direction or did it just happen naturally? Uh, well, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, there are some... I do take inspiration from some things because it's, I, I it's a bit. I remember there was an article that came out during its original release that I always thought put it better than I ever could, which was the book's a bit of a reconstruction. So whenever there is an analog, it's like it's familiar, but it's not really a one to one. You know, you get an mm -hmm. idea, but this character is completely fleshed out. A good example is in the second story arc. Uh, the main character, Master Molecule, you meet his best friend or his ex-best friend who, you know, at a certain point they've gone down like a fork in the road and the best friends become really successful. And Master Molecule is not as successful. He's not successful at all. So, but so you get to see who the best friend is and his name is Skull Commander and he runs an organization named Skull and he's got a girl, like a like a 20-something-year-old girlfriend named the Duchess. So it's like, it's 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 satire of like Cobra and Cobra Commander, but like yeah. he kind of that's just like the the window dressing of just like oh man this guy's got his own goddamn organization and I'm just stuck with these two guys, 
But like that's just but then, you know, you get past that and it's like, oh no, this is nothing like those characters at all. And it's not even trying to be like a like a smart like, ooh, I'm doing it different. It's like, no, it's just like a, just an asshole. Just an asshole who just wants his friend back. <laughs> yeah. What drew you to to villains as your main characters? It feels like some people come in and they're like, this is my superhero take and premise and team. And um, you're coming in on the other side. I think with villains, you can get away with a lot more. I think when somebody's like, oh, this is a villain book, the bar's low. You're like, oh, I'm almost expecting them to do bad things and when they do bad things you're like okay fair enough but when they do good things or they almost act slightly heroic then it's like oh that's that's almost like subverting your expectations uh but uh i guess i guess it's it gets to play I, we've all seen like multifaceted anti-heroes and heroes yeah. but it's more fun to see at least in my eyes to see like but what about the villains like what about if there was a guy who, yeah, he does bad things, but what does he do when he's not like when it like what does Electro do when he's not Electro? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like what what if he's just like a really good stay-at-home dad and you never knew the entire yeah. time? So it just does Wordle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he lo- he loves the New Yorker as much as the next guy. You know, it's just, it's just <laughs> he's how a it New is. Yorker cartoonist on this side. Yeah, exactly. Bill and I want who's just trying to crack a great caption. Uh, now, you talked about this a little bit in terms of Zesperald putting it out, and obviously that's one of the huge parts of actually getting the comic in front of people, but you're still pretty much doing it independently. What's involved on your side? What is the process like in terms of put it, getting the comic together and then putting it out there? What, just like making it? Yeah, there you okay. go. Well, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately this book uh, has, was made uh, a little while back. So while it's relatively new now, um, to me, this is old stuff. Uh, the, only, the only new thing we've sort of been doing is me and the letterer have been going back uh, because he's been wanting to fix some mistakes from the original run, and I was also looking to do the same. So the only, it's, only, it's basically, we've polished it up a bit, but it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, back then, it was just, uh, I, I don't know, it was just me finding because i was a nobody i'll be honest it was just me finding anybody who would say yes to working with me because i can't lie it was a bit of a risk like oh who how do i know this guy's gonna pay me how do i know this is gonna happen so um you know like back then it was just that was a bit more rough if we want to talk about nowadays um i've i've definitely gotten a bit more streamlined with uh how i make my projects now uh which is I don't know. You just send them an email and then you're like, Hey, do you want to do this with me? Oh, man. Email is such a big, like emails come up so many times in this interview. Like email is huge. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Some, some people just, some, well, obviously people put out their email because they, they want to be contacted uh, to get the job. That's the trick. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you, well, the thing is you'd be surprised who would say yes. Um, hmm. I remember when I started villain seeking hero, uh, I needed someone to do. It was it was crazy because back then, like I said, anybody who would say yes, and I reached out to David Hahn, who worked on like oh yeah Batman sixty six, yeah. uh, like he he's worked on he's had a long he's been in the industry for twenty years thirty years maybe, and I reached out to him and, and I'm like okay there's this, I'm hey hey you don't know me but I'm writing this story 
uh, and this is a one shot and there's an interdimensional goth girl and she's sort of like the watcher and she's talking about the multiverse and uh, they're talking about these people that you don't know about. Do you want to do this? And then he's like, stop right there. You've had me at interdimensional goth girl. I'm in. And some, <laughs> sometimes that's all it takes. Amazing. Wow. That's lovely. And, but then again, like after that, uh, him and I have been working together ever since. Because we have another book over at um, Scout Comics, Midnight mm -hmm. Western Theater. It was like, okay, David, goth cowboys, you want to do that? And he's like, yes, perfect. You had me again. I wow. think goth is a real in for this guy. Yeah. David. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about then, not to make him a plug other stuff, but what are the other projects you're working on? What else should people be checking out from you? Okay. Well, uh, I am currently in the middle of making the sequel to Midnight Western Theater over at Scout Comics. Uh, that is a prequel to the first book, which is the origin story of the main character, The Woman in Black. I'm doing that with artist Butch Mappa, uh, colorist Sean Peacock, and letterer Buddy Bowdoin. So it's a new creative team, but uh, some, some up and covers with uh, Butch Mappa being the big standout there. Long track record in the industry, so we're doing that together. Um, David and I are working on, uh, we decided Old West, now we're going to do sci-fi together. So we're working nice. on a miniseries there. And the only other thing I could really think of is I'm working, uh, well, it's pretty much done. Uh, artist Dean Kotz and I uh, have a noir graphic novel that we are just wrapping up. It's getting colored. It's almost done getting colored. So that's where we're at. Nice. Awesome. So and if people, that's a ton of stuff. And if people want to check out Villain Seeking Hero, obviously Zest World is the best place for that, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Awesome. Lewis, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on all of the success and congratulations on most of all, all of the emails. Oh <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Let everyone know that's, that's my number one. Uh, honestly, literally. Yeah. To anyone out there who wants to be a comic book writer uh, and who needs an artist, just send that email. <laughs> just send the email. Put away the send an email. Oh, man. Use your technology. Awesome. <laughs> Lewis, thank you so much for coming on. Have a good night. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, take care. See you, Lewis. All right, there we go. Once again, it is called Villains Seeking Hero by Lewis Southern, Southern, excuse me, and you can check it out on Zestworld right now. And now we're going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why we have songs anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. We've been playing this song for 16 years. You'd think I'd actually know the tune at this point. But Human Jukebox, Alex Zalman, <laughs> coming in again. Uh, well, from Human Jukebox to Human Juice Box, what are you guys drinking in the old juice box tonight? Nice. Um, oh, wow. I have a beer that um, the hotel gave me when I got here. It's, Ooh, wow. your hotel is so nice. They give you free beer. They're like, you want two beers to go to your room with? I was like, are you me? Yes. <laughs> are you um, me from the future? And you already know I'm saying yes. And it was, I don't know. It's, I guess it's called um, Caladot. Um, apparently there's a lot of local breweries out here. Um, I went to a local one last night, the Malibu. Brewing Company and complained that they weren't called Malibu and they threw me out. So I'm really experienced. <laughs> Good for that. you. Good for you. And Pete, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm drinking a little uh, Ball's Point uh, Sculpin. 
That's a good beer, Pete. Oh, good beer, not a Pete beer. Yeah, you must be back in your bro's fridge. You know it. You know it. Nice. You're a human trash can. Yes, I just finished up this strawberry penny, and I want more, but I don't have more, so it's all very sad. Why don't we go to some questions here? If you are watching over on YouTube, you can drop them in the comments or here on Crowdcast and Q&A. we got a couple of those already, so why don't we start off with this one from Ben the Border Collie. If you can make one DC movie or show part of James Gunn's DCU canon, what would you choose? Also, are there any recent comic stories you'd like to see pulled into the DCU? Great question. Ooh, yeah. So uh, just to make this like very specific, one DC movie or show that already exists, whether recently canceled or not, that is still part of the canon. Everything else goes away, but like Legends of Tomorrow exists still. Oh, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. Great choice. That was not my choice, but go ahead. Uh, No, that's what you chose. So great job on that. Nice job. I mean, you did watch that and liked it. It was a good show. Um. Yeah, I would say uh, DC could pull in anything from Black Label. It's all really good uh, and uh, work on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Arrow uh, needs to come back. I mean, that's when it all started. When that went away, everything started to go downhill. So, you know. Yeah. So you're making a show from how many years ago? You want Stephen to be like, oh, Jesus Christ, I got to do this again. Thank you, Kevin, for the comments. We are out of time for a piece <laughs> like Arrow Nostalgia Corner, the right. even less popular segment than the original. Um, I mean, this is still happening, at least right now, but I'm going to go with Doom Patrol mm. um, as one that is currently part of the DCU that I would like to see continue going forward because it's there aren't a lot of other shows, or I don't think there will be a lot of other shows that fill that sort of hole. The, I mean, the easy answer, I think, is Peacemaker, because you already got the James Gunn connection, and it's a great show. See, so. that's a great that's show. Too, that's too easy. That's too easy. That's, the that's thing, going to here's the one that I actually think is difficult. The Batman was awesome. It was so good. Such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that fits into a greater universe. Like, obviously, there's ways of doing it, and there's ways of finessing it, but they're clearly already have been working pretty heavily on fleshing it out into its own the Batman 2, the Penguin series, whatever the Arkham Asylum slash GCPD series is. So I, I don't know. I want them to keep that because I really, I loved Robert, Robert Pattinson in the role. I thought the world was really interesting. I'd love to see yeah. another one of that versus yet another Batman reboot in particular, but I don't know. I guess we'll see what happened. And in terms of comic stories, I think that's a great call with the Black Label stuff. This is almost the antithesis of what it sounds like they're doing, but those go for broke dudded one stories are very exciting when they really work. Like the suicide squad stuff, blaze and get Joker from the past year. Oh yeah. The get Joker stuff was so great. Great. Good stuff. Uh, The answer I was going to say echoed by Ben, the border collie is um, some nightwing. Give me some nightwing. Uh, Let's see. We've seen so many like dark brooding Batman stuff. Let's flip that script and see oh, a son bright, of Kal-El. Let's see a bright Batman Batman family story with Nightwing at the center that really just changes the game. It gives us a little bit of that MCU Spider-Man flavor in the DCU. Yeah. All right, there we go. Next up, we got a question here from Kevin. What are some of your other favorite villain-centered titles? Mm, mm. Great question. 
obviously Punisher we've been liking. <laughs> uh, what was that one uh, that just finished up um, where the um, uh, the freeze gun, uh, the rogues, uh, the rogues gallery uh, rogues? series? Yeah, rogues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. that was very good. That was good. Sinister foes of Spider Man. Uh, was great oh, by Nick good. Spencer. That was really good, great. very fun. And another one, Fred Van Lenty's Modox Eleven from back in the day. I think that was like when we first started doing the show, or a couple of years in. But a couple that, of years in, I think. Yeah, that was Modox. Just you had me at Fred Van Lenty. Yeah. What was the um, Thanos? Is it like Thanos Unlimited or something? That was just a great where he ended up fighting himself. The uh, was. Are you thinking of Thanos? The Donny Cates run the donny cates yeah yeah that was just from thanos. like that just yeah. thanos just like five six years ago and that that was a great series um uh, yeah there you go um ooh, this is a big one from over on youtube prime nrg says i've never really read dc comics where should i start oh, oh, oh wow oh Yikes. man what a br brave new world it's gonna be for you yeah mm. um hmm Let's see. Um, obviously, the Aquaman movie. Yeah. Then the Butter Carly yeah. says, "Action Comics number one." Yes, you have to start at the beginning and then work your way forward. I, you know, I'll say this way. is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I've—I think I mentioned this on the show. Maybe I haven't, but I started taking my eight-year-old to the comic book shop on Wednesdays to try to get him addicted and ruin his life, and <laughs> he's been—I've been very much letting him like take the lead in terms of getting stuff, but since we read everything in advance, I'm able to be like, eh, that's not appropriate for you. Don't get that. Nice. Which is helpful. Mm -hmm. But definitely like parenting. Maybe this is partially because he knows the Marvel characters a little better, but he looks at the DC stuff and it's very hard to think like, oh yeah, jump in on that issue of Superman or, oh, check out that issue of Batman. And I've definitely tried to encourage him to go with what we talk about all the time. And I think our experience when we were kids, which is you pick up like X-Men 293 and you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I love this. But yeah, I do think he's not wired that way particularly, but I also think kids these days, because you're able to binge an entire show and you're able to get an entire thing. Don't necessarily have that mentality. So it's been a little easier to sell him on Marvel comics and be like, sure, you can jump in on this. This is an easy starting point. Okay. Him. All right. I've, I've been able to think about this long enough. I got an answer. What you do is you start with uh, Scott Snyder's run on detective comics that will then run over to Batman comics and then you'll have a great understanding of uh, kind of where to go for there. Uh, and then also start with Wonder Woman with Cliff Chang's uh, first run on Wonder Woman. And uh, you'll also have a, a lovely. I, I feel like there. that might be a little bit of a deep dive. Uh, I'll say I'll throw out for mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. George Perez's run is sort of like the classic, very basic run in terms of understanding Wonder Woman. I'd also throw out Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale's work, both on uh, you know Batman the Long Halloween, but also Superman for all seasons. That gives you a nice basis in those characters. For the Flash, I started with don't. Jeff Johns' run. Just don't. Jeff Johns' run on the Flash is great. Very good. Very like yeah. I, I mean, I feel like choosing your your favorite hero and jumping mm -hmm. in on we can sort of list off the this a great jumping on point for all of that. 
Like if your favorite character is uh, Martha Wayne's pearl necklace. <laughs> Boy, are you, you, pert, yeah, you can pick up anything. <laughs> yeah, that pearl's dropping everywhere. So that's a great one to start on, I think. I think that's an interesting point, though, that you just had, Alex, that I feel like people nowadays aren't used to just jumping in the middle of a story. And I think that's what trains your brain to love comics above all. I think so many other forms of content or like specifically superhero stuff is you start at the beginning of a TV series, movie, whatever, and you watch the whole story. But comics are all about the middle. Everything's the middle. Um, After Action Comics number one, we're in the middle until the final issue of everything drops uh, the day after the end of the world. So the middle is the fun part. and that's where we should all be. I would throw out, if you do like Aquaman, uh, Time and Tide, a series that Peter David did back way back in the day. And then the Aquaman series that he then jumped into is great for that character. Um, Green Lantern, the uh, color spectrum stuff also. Uh, yeah, the Sinestro Corps War. That's a good answer. Uh, we got one from Stray Bullet over here. We heard about your least favorite high school movements. What were your favorite? Mine was graduating and not ever going back. Yeah, nice Stray Bullet. Nice Stray nice. Bullet. Yeah. I would have to say the... Uh, I got an A in health class, and that was like one of my... It was my first A... <laughs> And the biggest accomplishment. Look at wow. this. You were the one. You were the only one that knew about sex because you were already forty-five, right? Yeah, that's right. When you're yeah. a forty-five-year-old uh, stuck in a teenager's body, there are advantages. Um, Your teacher was like, "Pete, I have a question." So mm-hmm. when you're in bed, and <laughs> I was like, first off, great t- question, teach." You know what you want to try to do? Yeah, yeah. You know that was... scene. You know that scene in What About Bob? when um, uh, Richard Dreyfuss pushes Bob into the insane asylum and he comes back later and he's all the uh, psychologists are gathered around him and they all love him. Yeah. That's you in health class. Like, here's, how, here's how you really, here's how a testicle really works. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Justin, you have a favorite high school story. I don't know. Um, I guess the minute before my prom date left with the other guy, like when it was like at its peak. Fun. No, I mean, I had a lot of fun in high school. I guess the serious answer and sort of more of a serious answer. I was really shy growing up. All the Don't way up believe like, it. Truth, 100% shy, quiet, a little like nerdy, like because I got a lot of A's in my high school and school stuff. Um, and so but I kept to myself. And then one like period in junior year, I was like, you know what? fuck this i'm sick of doing this and so i just started like being weirder putting myself out there more and that really just like changed my life going forward so i think that would be the real answer oh that's nice man um i don't don't really have a good story like that that i can remember offhand i mean certainly like in terms of life-changing stuff i never wanted to do theater i was never interested in it at all and then my best friend was like, hey, I'm directing a production of Monty Python's Flying Circus where we're just going to do a bunch of sketches on stage. And I love Monty Python. And I was like, well, I've got it in because of Best Friends with the Director. So I figured Classic. I'd try it out and so, but never never look back. So there you go. Wow. wow, look at you. And that brings us to today. Well, yeah, we're today. all still actors. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you missed this question, Alex, from Ben the Border Collie. Which of you is the human juice box? 
Mm, great question. I believe with does your that tip, mean the most juicy of us, or what, what does that mean? Do we think? Uh, I guess easiest to pierce with a straw. Oh, oh, oh. most I thought, filled I, with juice. Yeah, I, I was going to say thought the most flavorful uh, insides. Is that how you won health class? Yep. <laughs> Voted. That's your senior superlative. If they're scared of you, flavorful. they give you an A. That's how it works. Most flavorful insides goes to Pete Uh We got uh, one more over here. This is from Frederica Rosa. Great question. What was your guy's first comic of the year? Uh, great Ooh. question. First uh, comic of the year. You know what it for me? I um caught up on Saga. I was oh. like I was like three issues behind on Saga, and I'm I'm actually still I haven't read all of them up to the when they took their most recent break. But it was one that I haven't uh, been keeping up on. I was very excited to be like I can download all six of them and read them. Nice. Uh, I think for me, it was the stuff that we're doing for the stack this week is the first things yeah. that I read. So not to blow it up, but Scarlet those Witch. Are work, those are work comics. Scarlet Alex. Witch number one. I'm looking forward to talking to you about yeah. that. But uh, for we me, it was... Pleasure. Pleasure comics, not work comics, Alex. Okay. Oh, I reread part of Dark Web, Mary Jane, and Black Cat because... My uh, uh, that was one of the ones that my son wanted to get. He was like, "Well, I know both these characters," and then he read it. He was like, "What's going on here?" And I was like, uh, yeah. this, "This is a deep dive." That's but... a little too deep in continuity, but I will say, great ish. Yeah, uh, great ish. Bringing it. The funnier part was the question he had wasn't about the front story where they have to deal with the whole Inferno thing that's going on in the Spider-Man comics. It was the done in one story at the back where she's playing a poker game for Dr. Drew's mask. And he's like, how does she have Dr. Drew's mask? And I was like, this is not confusing. Let me explain. Wow. Oh my God. But there you go. Yeah, you I explain love how poker works. He, had a, he didn't have any question about the, the world, the universe. He was just like, hey, I missed how Dr. Doom's mask came into her, her possession. Can you fill me in on the backstory? Great. There you go. I can't uh, wait all right. for your son to start playing poker and hustling you for things. It's going to be fun. Pete, first comic of 23. What you got? Well, it was uh, Joe Fix-It uh, for the stack tomorrow. Mm. That's a work comic. What's a pleasure comic? Uh, By that, I mean pornographic. Pete doesn't have pleasure anymore. Just work all the time. Well, right. yeah, I haven't. I had my first uh, pleasure then, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Again, Pete's talking health class, and I love it. <laughs> all right, why don't we move on to our next section, which is trivia? And for that, I'm going to turn it over to Pete LePage, Mr. Pleasure I'll tell you what, we should really not bring anybody into the stream because I think it's going to shut everything down. Uh, instead. Maybe, maybe well, we should no, do it. For... We, I think we owe someone um, a shout out here, right? Didn't we have two people the other time? Mm. Someone um, from YouTube, perhaps? Oh, maybe we did. Uh, I don't. And know. first hand up, first hand up on YouTube doesn't mean we don't have to invite them into the stream. They can just um, have, do pleasure trivia from their pleasure uh, <laughs> pleasure place. Uh, we just need a. First hand up on the yeah the, we the need brave, ooh, brave prime energy is saying too. just saying y'all remember the secret punisher quiz Pete you don't have another secret punisher quiz no we closed that but I appreciate okay. their consistency 
All right. Yeah, well, 2023, you never know. It's a whole yeah, new that's year. True. That's, oh, it's a whole new year. Yeah. Maybe I should build something, you know? Yeah. It's maybe, once every five years and then once every Well, we're not going to get a hand up here. So why don't we do it for some sort of charity? Yeah. Oh, Kevin. Kevin says it. Here no, we go. I think Kevin. He's just saying IT, like he, uh, he's IT technical support. What? We do need that. So good. yeah, we do. I think he, I think he means he wants to do some trips. Okay. Yeah. Kevin, put on some headphones, please. I'm going to invite you onto stage. There you go. Um, um, Kevin also says it's Alex's turn to do a secret quiz, which is um, also true. That's right, because we go in a very strict rotation. That's there right. There was nothing for like 12 years, and then Pete secretly for five years. And then Alex, and then me, and then and then me again. And then you had a, a second secret one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we also have hands raised over on YouTube now, just in case Kevin doesn't come in. This is a whole mess. Well, well I, well, I think we just need to make some selections. We need to be brave here. Well, I, I invited Kevin in. Well, is he? If he's not ready, he's he's he can do it another time. Maybe he doesn't have headphones. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe his puppet is working the keys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We got David Quinley says, I will. An easy reader raises his hand, and then easy reader says, have fun, Kev. <laughs> I don't know. Pete, uh, you're in charge of trivia. You got you to gotta step up somehow. So the first, first, who was the first comment on YouTube? Uh, that was David Quinley. All right. Well, well, then let's do it with the Quinn. All DQ, right. you're up. Hello? Oh, Kevin's here. Uh, here I am not. No, it's great, Kevin. You take it away with some trivia. Okay, great. All right, Kevin. Oh, uh, wait for the music here, Kevin. Yeah, this is some great. All right. Today's trivia is on topical comic news and a small nod to the legend Barbara Walters, R.I.P. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one, Kev. What is the name of the DC event kicking off on January 10th? Blank Planet. Is it A, Bitch Planet, B, Lazarus Planet, or C, Share Planet? So it's either, well, Bitch Planet is a completely different property other than DC. Or you could go with Lazarus Planet, which is B. I will go with B. You are correct, A. I can see, Kev. All right. Uh, when you say share planet, you mean C H E R. That's right. You know it. As in, nice. there would be a whole planet devoted to share. I mean, let's hope for the future. You know what I mean? Hey, I, Pete, that planet is Earth. Oh, good call. All right. Question number two. Speaking of planets, Marvel is bringing back Planet of the Apes in April. But who will be the writer? Is it A. Caesar, B. David F. Walker, or C. Lily Tomlin? So, a lot of options. A lot yeah, of viable yeah. options there. Yeah, yeah. So B, David F. Walker, is the only one who is an actual writer of sorts. Kevin. I will go with B. All right. Nice. Wow. Well done. Kevin, well done. Kevin with a poker face up until... Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, he just didn't want to give anything away. All right, here we... Pete, I, I also think two things. It's fucked right. up that you don't think Caesar could write a comic who is an, an ape. And so right. it really has a lot of firsthand experience with writing from the pl- perspective of the Planet of the Apes. And shout out to B, shout out to Marvel. It should be um, Planet of the Apes role. 
Okay, well, all right, great. And uh, you don't think Lily Tomlin could write a badass Planet of the Apes story? I mean, what the fuck? You don't want to even go in on that one? It's your trivia, Pete. Why can't you get that? Oh, my God. All right, here we go. On January 22nd of this year, what will be 20 years old? Is it A, Bebo, B, the Invincible comic, or C, Desi Arnaz? One of them is a comic book. I even yes. said the word comic in the answer. I'm going to go with Invincible. You are correct, nice. sir. Wow. Well done. Really good. And, of course, uh, Kevin knew this, but I was talking about the 2001 TV special, I Love Lucy's 50th Anniversary Special, on which Barbara Yes, Walters I appeared. absolutely knew that. Of course, yeah, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, right. congratulations. You won either a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics or Long John Silver's. Which would you prefer? We gotta get rid of these cards. I'm go- Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say, uh, you know what? Donate the twenty-five to a library. Oh, Ooh. twist at the end, there, Kev. All right, okay. You're making us do a little bit more work. All right, Kev, we we're up for it. That's fine. I'll put. Uh, how do you do that? You just like take twenty-five down the singles and put them through the slot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a strip club. Uh, no, I think Alex, you run into a library and throw a Long John Silver's gift card at the first person. Or just leave them some fish somewhere and they'll find it. It's fine. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, this is a great yeah, good idea. Go get the Long John Silver's food order and hide it somewhere in the library. Yes, I'll put it under F for fish. Kevin, so good seeing you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Congratulations. Yeah, Happy New Year, Kev. Great seeing you. All right. There we go. Kevin, now, ladies as, and gentlemen. Kevin, as we all know... Tomorrow is New Comic Book Day, unless you're DC, in which case today is New Comic Book Day. Maybe the world's going to end the day after that, as Justin has prophesied. I guess we'll see what happens. But until then, what are you looking forward to that's coming out this week, Pete? Dark Knights of Steel, number nine. Joe Fixit, number one. Planet Hulk, World Breaker, number three. And as Alex mentioned, Scarlet Witch, number one. Mm. Justin, what about you? Eating all the all of our lunches here. I got to give it up for Poison Ivy number eight, a Ooh, book interesting. that I've been really enjoying and made mm. me regret not uh, pushing harder for that to be on our best in 2022 uh, year in review because that book took this sort of talk about villain focused book. It sort of scared us how hard it went, and now it's dro- sort of dropping into the great sort of character driven storytelling. Really love that. So, Def, looking forward to that. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't on that list of the best comic books of the year, so therefore it is one of the worst comic books of the year. Oh, I'm come looking on. Forward to, yeah. well, that's how it works. That's, that's the opposite of what he just uh, said, man. That's how it works. I'm sorry. Batman, I, I believe you said that in your long list, Pete, but after the cliffhanger of the last issue of Batman, I could not wait to see what they were going to do with Batman going forward. It definitely doesn't disappoint in terms of its weirdness. Very interested to talk to you guys about it. And all of yeah. that stuff is going to be in our stack podcast that rolls out Wednesday, 9 a.m., both in the comic book club feed and its own dedicated stack feed. And folks, that is it for this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh nice white yeah. lotus uh-huh, there. 
do we have the rights for that? We got the rights for that, right? Anyway, a couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank, oh no, I didn't write down his real name. Uh, we want to thank the Lewis. team behind Social Studies. Also, Lewis Southern. Uh, check out Zesserl's Villains Seeking Hero. Next week on the show, we're going to have a packed one. Craig Rasmussen is going to be here to talk about Zoops, Odds, and Ends. Also, Kelly Thompson and Meredith McLaren Ooh. are going to be here to talk about the new Image Comics book, Black Cloak. So that nice. should be awesome. The nice. Doom Room, our Doom Patrol podcast rolling out Thursdays. Maybe the last episode will roll out Thursday. I guess we'll see what happens. Also, Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast. We have been recapping some of the Phase 3 movies. We've got another one of those to go coming up this Friday. So definitely check that out. Patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show and all the shows we do. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. At Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on both Instagram and TikTok, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, good night. Yeah. We sit here. We sit here. We sit here for like a, a minute in silence. Yeah. We got to do the yeah. Yay. Great that's the yes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.